Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in in what part of the country? Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. This is Next Steps for Seniors with your host, Wendy Jones. Each week, Wendy brings resources and information to help guide you through those next steps for your elderly parent or loved one. Now, here's Wendy Jones with this week's guest. Good morning and welcome to Next Steps for Seniors. I'm your host, Wendy Jones, and also owner and operator of Next Steps for Seniors, The business, as you all know, located in Rochester, Michigan, and serving Southeast Michigan. And this program, just like any other program, is designed really for you. It's designed for the seniors in our lives that are so endearing, that we love, that are so wise, that do so much for us and our community. And right now, I just want to shout out to our seniors because they've been through so much this last four months through this COVID. And I just want you to know first that we love you. We care about you, and we're here for you above all else. I just want to share that from my heart because you're going through it. We're all going through it, but you're really going through it, and my heart goes out to you. And if there's anything you need, I want you to call my number because we will make sure it happens for you, 248-651-5010. Before we get into our special guest today, because I'm super excited to have the CEO from Forgotten Harvest on the line with me. But before we get into talking with him further, I want to share with our listener listeners a special weekend today and tomorrow. We've got a shop in at the Village of Rochester Hills that is giving a part of their proceeds to my nonprofit Next Steps for Seniors Foundation so we can help our low-income seniors. So a portion of our sales will go to the foundation for this um, Coco Ray, it's called. It's an online boutique featuring women's clothes, jewelry, accessories. They have a beautiful store this weekend only next to Mitchell's at the Village of Rochester Hills, which is located right at the corner of Walton and Adams. So there's no better reason to shop than to shop for a cause. So I just want to encourage our listeners, Coco Ray at the Village of Rochester. uh, Rochester. Stop in, talk to Corinne Barnett. She's the owner. She's amazing. She also has a Facebook group, Coco Club. If you want to purchase some products online, she said she would also give a, don- a, p- a partial um, percentage to our nonprofit. So thank you, Coco Ray. Thank you for giving and helping our low-income seniors. And it's a beautiful store. I did a lot of shopping, <laughs> a lot of shopping in there recently. So I just want to encourage our listeners. So as we move into our guest today, I've got on uh, the line with me Kirk Mays. Good morning, Kirk. How are you today? Good morning, Wendy, and thank you for having me today. We are excited to have you. And Forgotten Harvest is a name I think many people know, 
Um, but the reason I reached out to Kirk is specifically because my team went into action partnering with Forgotten Harvest. And my team of people actually delivered some of their product to our low-income seniors. And it just warmed my heart what Forgotten Harvest has done, not just do does every single day, but truly has done uh, during this unprecedented time uh, in our state. So I just wanted to um, thank you, Kirk, really, from the bottom of my heart. Your team went into action above above all else and put everybody else before themselves. So we need people like you. So thank you for what your organization has done, and we're going to tell everybody about it. Um, so what I'd love you to do is just share you know, a little bit what your mission of Forgotten Harvest is, um, but more importantly, like how, how the organization got started. Let's go all the way back to why you're doing what you're doing and how you started. Yeah, so thank you, Wendy. And, um, uh, you know, on behalf of the leadership of Forgotten Harvest and the team members who are getting up every day to serve the community, I just want to say that uh, we greatly appreciate the recognition. Um, I as the person who's actually on this call receiving the, 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 the gratitude, um, I feel obligated um, to make sure we recognize the folks that are actually getting up every day that are making the tough decisions about, you know, whether or not they're going to go to work or stay home with their family and all of the stuff that we have to do every day as a team in order to serve the community. Um, it's definitely been something that has um, and is uh, – uh, something that we're proud of but it's something that actually works on us you know mm -hmm. it's 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 definitely a, a a new situation for everybody so uh, we appreciate the recognition but in many ways uh we also see it as our duty and our responsibility to the community um so we wouldn't be able to sit on the side no matter what um it's right. just in the dna of the people that I, i'm privileged to work with so um, thank you again for that, and thank you for giving an opportunity. You know, Forgotten Harvest is Southeast Michigan's food rescue organization. Our mission is to is to reduce nutritious food waste and relieve hunger in uh, Metro Detroit. We started um, about 30 years ago now um, with the inspiration um, and motivation of our founder, a woman by the name of Nancy Fishman, who was going through a life transition. Uh, she actually was going through a, a divorce at the moment, and uh, she found herself with small kids and a meal that she didn't have enough to put on the table. She started to look around for places that she could get some help and found local organizations that were uh, supplying people with food. When Nancy went to go get some help, she noticed that there were some women there at the time and some of them with their kids with them, recognizing that there were other women who were experiencing the same thing she was experiencing, but knowing that her situation was going to be relatively temporary, this being the first time she ever had to ask for help like this, she made a commitment that once she got back on her feet, she was going to do whatever she could to try to get it back so that women like her and the places that she was getting help from would have the additional support that she could conjure for from her own, um, her own effort. Wow. Um, Shortly after that, Nancy realized one day, um, after she had successfully become a lawyer and picked up her, um, began her, her uh, psychology practice that she had a promise to, to fulfill, and she started doing some research, 
and found a story of a, of a woman who was doing um, rescue in, I think, the Ontario area. She was using a Jeep. She was using a, a station wagon. At the time, Nancy had a, a Jeep Cherokee. She knew some caterers and some restaurant owners in the local area, and she made it a point to go around and uh, uh, cheerfully bug them as much as she could to, to donate the stuff that they weren't going to be um, selling or getting out to the public. And then she would turn it back around and give it to the local local organizations in our area. There was a story that was actually published in the local Jewish news about that. Uh, an anonymous uh, donor gave Nancy's effort $150,000, and that was the beginning of um, the formal beginning of us buying a, the, our first truck for Forgotten Harvest and, and becoming Forgotten Harvest. And, you know, just to kind of give you a little bit more of the story, you know, we started as an organization that was initially um, constructed to address hunger in the Jewish community. And we were approached by early on, in those early days, um, by a Catholic nun that said she wanted to be a part of uh, that original leadership group, thought that, you know, recognized that we were actually on the way, Forgotten Harvest on the way to, to, to creating something bigger than the original plan. Um, it, and, it, and at that point made it a, a, a quote-unquote secular organization for everybody. The term, the, the name Forgotten Harvest is actually a, uh, a reference to um, the passages in Deuteronomy and Leviticus, um, you know, uh, you know uh, basically instructing um, the um, the Hebrews who were released from bondage and slavery of all those years um, to leave a corner of their field in the Leviticus version, but in the Deuteronomy version to leave a portion of your olive trees unbeaten, to leave a sheaf of wheat in the field, to leave um, some food left behind for the widow, the sick, the orphaned, um, and the alien in your community at a time when, you know, you could uh, walk by the local farm and, you know, anything that didn't get put into the barrels or put into the buckets or anything that wasn't held in the hands of the farmer at the harvest, if it fell on the ground, then the rest of the community could come and pick that up. Today, um, we look at that as that forgotten harvest, and that harvest is in the warehouses of our grocery stores, of our food manufacturers, and sometimes still on farms that are outside of the reach of people in our, our typical urban society. Um, and, and our job is to find healthy food that still has life, and then we turn it right back around with now 35 trucks after 35, 30 years to get it to 250-plus organizations that are helping people throughout Wayne, Oakland, Macomb County. Oh, my goodness, Kirk. I absolutely love that story. That is exactly, it takes one person, and, and if there's not a time for us to be thinking about this, it takes one person to make a difference, and, and Nancy did it. She, she yeah. made a difference. Nancy's an incredible person. She's now in California, um, still being incredible, and still trying to do everything. She, in retirement, still trying to do everything she can to help people in need. Good for her. Good for her. Yeah. Awesome. That's amazing. Nancy, hats off to you. That's all I've got to say. And I love the name Forgotten Harvest. I think you guys did a great job with that. And there's many stories in the Bible that I that I know, and that's one that's pretty vivid um, about leaving, you know, leaving some harvest for those who really, truly need it. And so, so that's... The, so the- so if you don't mind, the, the credit for naming the organization actually goes to Rabbi Yedwab over at Temple Israel. 
he was a he was the chair at the time, and he was the one who actually um, used that biblical reference as a way to ground us. In our I love days. it. I love it. We're going to be back in just a moment to talk further with Kirk Mays from Forgotten Harvest. Hello, friends. This is John McCullough, and I've got some exciting news. Now, in addition to listening to us on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, you can also stream us live on Radio.com. Here's how it works. Just go to Radio.com, tap Choose News Talk Radio, and then scroll down to WDTK The Patriot. It's that simple. Or you can just pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun, sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out today at Radio.com. Nuts, bolts, rods, and screws are for robots, not people. If you've been diagnosed with spinal stenosis, you do not need a spinal fusion invasive surgery. Get better faster with outpatient endoscopic spinal surgery at Synergy Physicians at Advanced Surgery Center. It could change your life, and you'll be glad that you did. My name is Ernest Bentley, and I've been a landscape contractor for my whole life. I'm 60 years old. I heard an advertisement for Dr. McMillan in the Advanced Surgery Center. I called him. The next day, I sent him my MRI. The next day, he called me back and said he could repair my back. In November, I had this procedure done, and I have no pain in my back now. I played golf in 21 days. All the strength has come back in my legs. It's truly a miracle. If you or your loved one has been diagnosed with spinal stenosis and been told surgery is your only option, consider Synergy Physicians at Advanced Surgery Center. You can reach them at 833-770-8100 or visit their website, advancedsurgerycenterofmichigan.com, 833-770-8100. I'm Brian Kurtz, president of AIP Financial Services. A fixed annuity is similar to a CD at a bank. They both give you a guaranteed interest rate for a certain period of time and are very safe. Fixed annuities, though, typically pay a higher interest rate than CDs, and the interest is tax-deferred until you take it out. As an independent advisor, I'm proud to be able to offer the highest guaranteed rates anywhere in the nation. Call AIP Financial Services today at 866-247-6663 to find out what you could be earning on your safe money. Balance of Nature, changing the world one life at a time. I've been on this balance of nature for quite some time now. I know that what you put in your body is critical to your health. I listen to AM radio out of Dallas, and you have these people on there witnessing about the difference it's made in their life. All these people aren't lying about this. I hadn't even had as much as a cold since I've been taking this, and I'm telling you, my energy level has increased unbelievable. So I'm impressed with it. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 800-246-8751. That's 800-246-8751. Or by going to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code DETROIT. You've heard all the lies about President Trump. Trump is a racist. Trump is Putin's pet. Here's the truth. Trump is the most effective conservative president that America has had in decades. And every lie they spread about him is targeting you. This is Kurt Schlichter, and my new book is called The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You. It does what no other book does. It knocks down the 21 biggest lies about our president with facts and logic and humor. Trump obstructed justice. Trump hates immigrants. These are big lies, and the reason for the lies is simple. 
President Trump is the first president in a long time to stand up for the Constitution and for conservative principles. And when the left wants to tear down everything this country stands for, my new book, The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You, explains why this president's courage and common sense are exactly what we need today. This is the most important book of the year. Read it and you'll agree. The 21 Biggest Lies About Donald Trump and You by me, Kurt Schlichter. Get it wherever books are sold. This is Wendy Jones, and you're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. Welcome back to Next Steps for Seniors. Our topic today is Forgotten Harvest. I've got on the line with me Kirk Mays, the CEO of Forgotten Harvest. And what an incredible uh, story he just told us about the beginning of Forgotten Harvest. And Kirk, I got to tell you, I absolutely love your name. I think that it truly signifies exactly what you're doing. And, um, and yes, and I, and I appreciate that you gave credit where credit is due to the rabbi. So that's amazing. Well, you know, I, when, when, um, I take on a role, I like to get myself grounded in the history of, you know, what was happening before, you know, I, I, I got a chance to come in there because you got to recognize that you're standing on the shoulder of giants. Um, when, whenever you're actually taking on something to lift, a thing bigger than yourself. Um, mm-hmm. So that was really the most um, probably profound experience I had just in my early days, being able to read up on our history, get a chance to talk to Nancy, get a chance to actually talk to Rabbi Yedwive and some of the original board members. And that's how I started my journey with Forgotten Harvest, really making sure that I was ingrained and in, in the best way I could weave myself into the fabric of the past so right. that I could properly be positioned to have the right perspective as we looked at a a vision for the future. Love it. I absolutely love it. So let me ask you this question. Southeast Michigan, I know you're serving. Do you know what the statistics are? You know, do you have an idea of that need in this area? Um, Because obviously it's, it's a great need. Yeah. So it's, it's, um, it's challenging to come up with precise, you know, statistics, you know, for this, we are, working on um, improving our ability to be able to answer that question in a way that makes sense for people. Uh, we, what we did do early, um, a couple years ago, was we got into a partnership with uh, Data Driven Detroit to uh, construct what we are calling a food insecurity index. So given the idea, the fact that, you know, we see food insecurity as uh, some, a, a person or a family not knowing where their next meal or future meal is coming from. And understanding that that actually involves a number of factors, um, including, you know, access, um, what the supply chain looks like when somebody gets to the location, um, you know, is there a proper communication system so people are aware and have the right information of timing and the logistics of everything. Um, and when you think about all of that and what it takes for people to just position themselves to get help when they need it, um, Forgotten Harvest really tried to, in our in, in thinking about our future, we really tried to contemplate, okay, how can we change ourselves? How can we position ourselves so that we're not only meeting people where they are, but we're literally changing the system so that it makes it easier for people to not only get food, but right. people can trust that the food is not only with a diverse mix, but it has the kind of equitable redistribution that we would want to see 
in our community so that people would don't have the same worry that they're not going to be able to, you know, make ends meet or put all the food that they want to put on the table. So um, when we look at our future, we want to know how to, how to best make decisions about um, where we should be, um, how far the locations that we're working on are, are, are space from each other, what does somebody have to actually go through in order to get um, um, to get the food and then take it back home? And and we can't make those big decisions without data. So what we're doing now with that food insecurity index with Data Driven Detroit is that's helping us given given certain factors and variables like transportation routes and where people have available food, um, access to to grocery stores, uh, people who have access to SNAP benefits. Um, you know, summer lunch programs and that kind of stuff. We look at that kind of data um, uh, pulled together in a visual format, and that helps us understand the areas that um, forgotten harvesting gleaners may not have coverage that still need help. Um, and unfortunately, the map needs to be updated every six to months to a year. Um, because the, the the situation changes for so many people. If you'd ask me that question in January, mm-hmm. um, I would give you one answer. After the advent of COVID and all of the layoffs and the restaurant workers and the food industry, and so many people who are going through the instability right now of uh, just trying to figure out what normal looks like for society. Right. Um, the need is just great. Uh, we've seen an increase in some of the places that we deliver food um, in, in the volume and the lines, up to 50% in some places. Um, so uh, we know that um, in, this, in the metro Detroit area, specifically in Wayne County, uh, many of the schools in Detroit, um, which 60% traditionally of the food that we rescue um, goes uh, through Wayne County, and 60% of that goes to Detroit, we know that 90% of the kids in those schools qualify for a free or reduced lunch meaning when they are not getting food at school, they're literally walking into a potential hardship at home to get three meals. So, you know, our role in trying to fill those gaps with partners like Gleaners and other community groups that are um, giving out food, um, our, our role is to be in place so that a fluctuating need can get addressed with out with the capacity of serving the potential. Right. Um, and that's how we've operated for, for many, many years. And what we're transitioning to is a more uh, precision approach where we're not only getting that data from, you know, community-level data, uh, like, uh, you know, working with De- uh, data-driven Detroit, but now we're also collecting information at the sites uh, from the people that are picking up the food mm-hmm. um, so that we can actually um, get a better idea of, actually predicting and getting better forecasts of how to help the people that we're actually serving. Right. In that effort, um, what we, what I can tell you is that over the last two years, we've collected over 400,000 names of people in Metro Detroit alone that have been um, served by Forgotten Harvest and or Gleaners. Um, that represents about 60% 
of the people that we actually serve because um, we know that we we know how much more that we have to do as far as um, agencies that we still got to get signed up for that program. So we're not even at full capacity um, with the data collection. And what we know of those numbers is that um, we're looking at, depending on what area that we're looking from or that we're coming from, we're looking at um, one in four children and one in five seniors that are typically at risk for food insecurity in Metro Detroit. I know it's a long answer for numbers, but it's it's complicated, and we're trying to clean up how data has been used instead of an afterthought um, and using essentially uh, census data to kind of bring a big alarm. What we're trying to do is really create some precision and define what the need is at a granular level, level, so we can not only tell better stories, mm-hmm. but we can actually start become we, we can actually transition to a data driven organization. Well, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a story right now of what your team did because I think this is incredible. So I got a call into Next Steps for Seniors. This was probably beginning of April, uh, from a gentleman who gets fifteen dollars a month in uh, food stamps and lived in a, a senior living housing community in Pontiac, mm-hmm. and he said to me that he didn't have any food. And so obviously the first thing I did was I called DoorDash and had some food delivered right right away. And the Mm -hmm. second thing I did is called Forgotten Harvest. And we had, I want to say within two days, your team, we had four trucks pick up, I want to say 140 maybe, uh, boxes. And we're talking produce. We're talking dairy. We're talking, you had it all. We loaded it up. And we 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 fed every person in that entire community. We were like we, and that was food for a week, I believe. And right. we, you know, we got you know, got the um, zip codes and all the stuff that you, you the data. And I think that's how you were tracking it. But but this 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 Pontiac senior low income place was just flabbergasted when we pulled up in those trucks, and it was the coolest thing to see. And it all started because one guy called, right? Yeah. I mean, that's how that's how we got to roll with it, because, I mean, these people are and this is what I think just listeners, I want to share this with you in low income housing. Basically, what it is, is it's 30 percent of whatever they get from Social Security. So if they get a thousand dollars from Social Security, they're paying three hundred dollars a month to live there so that they have the extra seven hundred to live on. But we all know how limited that is. And when you're telling them don't go to the grocery stores because it's dangerous and you're telling them, you know, and we're shutting down our bus systems and all our transportation systems and everything that they used because of COVID was shut down. How are they going to get to the grocery store even to spend their fifteen dollars or their six hundred? They're going to walk. And if they can't get there within walking distance, how are they getting food? And that's when our team you know, started getting these calls and then partnered with your organization and said, let's get all these low-income senior housing places food. And I know gleaners and a lot of people are doing it, but it was such a time to rally and really pull people together and say, we need to make the difference in these seniors' lives. And I love that you're touching children too, but but my passion, as you know, is seniors. But we're going to talk more in just a few minutes right after this commercial break. You're listening to The Patriot. FM 101.5 AM 1400. This is Randy Brown with the Patriot Detroit, and I've got some exciting news. Now, in addition to listening to us at 101.5 FM and AM 1400, you can also listen to us live on radio.com. Just go to radio.com, tap News Talk, 
and scroll down to WDTK The Patriot. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun, sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. Nuts, bolts, rods, and screws are for robots, not people. If you've been diagnosed with spinal stenosis, you do not need a spinal fusion invasive surgery. Get better faster with outpatient endoscopic spinal surgery at Synergy Physicians at Advanced Surgery Center. It could change your life, and you'll be glad that you did. My name is Ernest Bentley, and I've been a landscape contractor for my whole life. I'm 60 years old. I heard an advertisement for Dr. McMillan in the Advanced Surgery Center. I called him. The next day, I sent him my MRI. The next day, he called me back and said he could repair my back. In November, I had this procedure done, and I have no pain in my back now. I played golf in 21 days. All the strength has come back in my legs. It's truly a miracle. If you or your loved one has been diagnosed with spinal stenosis and been told surgery is your only option, consider Synergy Physicians at Advanced Surgery Center. You can reach them at 833-770-8100 or visit their website, advancedsurgerycenterofmichigan.com, 833-770-8100. I'm Brian Kurtz, president of AIP Financial Services. A fixed annuity is similar to a CD at a bank. They both give you a guaranteed interest rate for a certain period of time and are very safe. Fixed annuities, though, typically pay a higher interest rate than CDs, and the interest is tax-deferred until you take it out. As an independent advisor, I'm proud to be able to offer the highest guaranteed rates anywhere in the nation. Call AIP Financial Services today at 866-247-6663 to find out what you could be earning on your safe money. In an emergency, neighbors reach out to neighbors to make a difference. Today in many of the countries throughout the Caribbean and Latin America, where Food for the Poor serves, families' access to food has been cut off. Experts report that due to the pandemic, starvation may soon turn to famine. But there's hope. Join Food for the Poor Thursday, August 13th at 7 p.m. for the national celebration We Are One, a virtual evening of unity, inspiration, and celebration featuring Matt Marr sharing his music and his heart for families in need. starts August 11th with an exciting online auction. Experience the power of unity to save the lives of children throughout the Caribbean and Latin America, impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. RSVP today for the online auction and extraordinary free event. RSVP today at foodforthepoor.com forward slash one. That's foodforthepoor.com forward slash O-N-E. Hey, are you guys open? Yeah, yeah, we are. Come on in. As businesses reopen across the nation, Is your business prepared for what comes next? Salem Surround can help. COVID-19 brought America's thriving economy to a screeching halt. But now, local businesses are getting back to normal, and families are getting out to shops, stores, and restaurants. Are you ready for the return to business and all that pent-up consumer demand? Business recovery plans should be ready to go right now. The marketing team at Salem Surround is ready to help, so you don't waste a minute or a dollar recapturing market share. We'll help design your recovery plan targeting potential customers with proven marketing strategies with everything in our toolkit working for you digital audio mobile even audience engaging contests and promotions contact salem surround for a free evaluation of your digital marketing plan find out more about salem surround at salem that's salem This is Wendy Jones, and you're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. Welcome back to our Next Steps for Seniors program. 
As you all know, each and every week we try to we try to bring topics that are pertinent, that things that are happening in the industry and in the world and in our society and most specifically with our seniors. And right now on the line we have Kirk Mays from CEO, uh, the CEO of Forgotten Harvest, just in case you're just tuning into the program. And he's done a great job of giving us kind of an overlay of how the organization got started and how they got to where they are today and so many people they're touching each and every day. Uh, and, Kirk, my next question for you really is, you know, the change that has occurred, like you mentioned a little bit earlier, during COVID. So I recognize that you had certain locations already established, but you immediately went into action. And I want to say doubled, if not tripled, those numbers, correct? And yeah. On locations. Yeah. So, so you know, it's 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 fair for everybody to recognize that, uh, you know, this hit us just like everybody else um, with like a ton of bricks and without a game plan for anybody to rely on or any previous experience for us to actually, you know, fall on to. And, um, you know, what I just remember is um, it was like mid-March, early March, and there really wasn't a heavy public consciousness about COVID. I know I was watching it because I'm I feel like I'm kind of weird and and I've had and I have I've had the advantage of of being a part of experiences like the um German Marshall Fund's Marshall Memorial Fellowship where I was able to go to Europe for three and a half weeks and and it opened my worldview and and since then I got a chance to travel to, di- to different places around the world and because of that you know I I watch global news daily, um, and I have been basically kind of watching the COVID challenge since December. Mm. And uh, when March came around, early March, I pretty much knew that we were looking at inevitability, um, February really. And I was talking to my friends about it, and it just was a Monday morning I came in, and I actually brought my team into the office and my, my leadership team. And we had a conversation about COVID and they were looking at me like I was crazy. They were like, dude, what are you talking about? Like, mm-hmm. is this like, is this even going to be something that we're going to have to worry about? And I, and I had to have a conversation with them and I said, look, what is the point that we will say we'd shut down forgotten harvest? And it was a shocking conversation for everybody on the team. And I basically started the conversation off saying, look, I am right at level 100 right now, and I recognize that all of you are at level 10. So you don't get where I'm coming from, but I'm, I'm, I'm actually afraid about the safety of our team. I'm afraid about us going into this and not being prepared and us not knowing what's going on. And I got to say, um, even though my team didn't necessarily feel like it was warranted, Right then, we made a conscious decision to start contemplating what it would look like for us to make some changes. And that was Monday. By that Tuesday, we had a, a, an executive committee meeting with our board, and we brought this up. They asked us to start contemplating some budget changes just in case we had to buy stuff if this got really bad. And by Thursday, the whole world was talking about COVID. And 
all of a sudden, Wednesday or Thursday, the whole world was talking about it. All of a sudden, I was in a, I was in my car with Jerry Brisson from Gleaners, and we were we were going up to, we were driving up to the mayor's office, and and we were like exchanging notes, like, okay, so what's the game plan? We don't know. Let's see what he says. Like, see, let's see what they say. And literally since that day, we haven't had a break. Mm-hmm. It's been nonstop. Um, the week or two after that. I lost my best friend, Marlo Stoudemire, to this. Oh, I'm um, so sorry. And it's just, thank you, but it's it's just been rough. I don't feel like, I don't feel like the pressure of COVID has come off of our back since that first conversation when I walked into the office afraid. So I do feel like Forgotten Harvest was leaning forward. You know, it does seem like, we made a quick pivot at the drop of a dime, and we did. But we had our hands up when the first punch came. So the first thing we we needed to do was we needed to figure out what our, what our threats were. And our biggest risk and threats were the obvious, which was we are operation of 80 people um, plus, and we we – host and work with 16 plus thousand volunteers per year. We also give out that food to 250 locations in Wayne, Oklahoma County, most of them being manned by senior citizens and they're unpaid. So day one, first thing we contemplated was we're going to have a challenge with volunteers. We're going to need the kind of protection equipment that we see people in China using. So masks and gloves and, and 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 face shields and suits and everything we can get and we start putting in orders ASAP, um, and then we start calling around to our agency partners to see who we're going to be able to stay open. But not only who we're going to be able to stay open, we immediately start working on a plan to do the mobile trunk distribution. So knowing that we were going to need volunteers in a different way, knowing that we we're going to have challenge with our agency partnerships, we decided to erect what we call our uh, mobile super sites, which is essentially our our mobile pantries, which is like a a pop-up farmer's market where we set up the food. You're familiar with it. You've seen it. We set up the food in stages along the line. um, And then what's happened is the food is boxed at one location, um, a, a larger location that we had to secure so that we can not only allow for social distancing amongst our volunteers, but we could also have a place that was big enough for all the influx of food we knew we were going to have to have. Plus, we knew we needed to actually pack that food differently than we typically pack it um, as far as putting it in boxes and doing it in a way that when we gave the food away now, it was going to, have to, it was going to be in a, at least touch of a, of a process as possible, so the rolling distributions. So um, the truth is, in the first hours, we went heavy planning. And then we start reaching out to the community, and luckily, uh, Forgotten Harvest is fortunate to have relationships, good relationships throughout the community that reach far and wide in the business community and in the institutional community and as well as, as, as with just regular citizens. So we originally reached out to TCF Center and, um, and, and Little Caesars and Ford Field. All of them were willing to allow us to use their locations. Uh, we selected TCF because of um, 
the, the advantages that TCF offered. But when, when, when the city decided to use that location as a, um, as, a, as, a, as a site for overflow patients for COVID, my team got shook. And at the same weekend, uh, you know, the announcement was, was, was released about city of Detroit being in a hot spot. So um, we had to get into intensive planning to change what our, our infrastructure and, our, and, and, and the way that we actually distribute food Again, um, goes yes. out to the community. We mm-hmm. had to secure a large facility to do our repack and incorporate that into our um, uh, initial operations. We had to reposition how we work with volunteers um, by not only offering volunteer lo- um, w- uh, opportunities at our original location doing repack, but also to deploy volunteers at a new location. We also had to deploy volunteers in the distribution space where typically people aren't giving food to the end user client at our volunteer space because we needed that extra help in distribution and we still need that help uh, today. So all in all, Forgotten Harvest has had to change our infrastructure um, in order to actually meet the need. And above and beyond all of that, as everyone knows, the food supply chain completely changed when this thing happened, whether it was because of the log jams of logistics or whether it was just food shortages or whether it's because the restaurant shut down. Everything in the food supply chain changed. So our typical model of picking up what's left, picking up what's left over, um, completely evaporated in those first couple of weeks. So we had to, to immediately shift to buying food, um, which is something that we never do and we've never done. But luckily, donations came in. Uh, we had some money in our cash reserves that we were able to dip into or at least have as a resource uh, for us. Um, so we've been able to make this pivot. It's been quite a dynamic pivot, not only changing the way our supply chain is structured, um, changing the way that we are actually distributing the food and collecting the food, changing the way that our, our personnel is deployed and the way that our volunteers are deployed. And in the middle of all that, we had to change from TCF Center to another place. I, it feels like we did two months of, of or a year of organizational change, and we did it within two weeks, and mm-hmm. some parts of it we did it twice. Um, and uh, we haven't missed a beat. Um, we, we've been on location. We've been there for the community, and we've served the need um, based on what we've seen it come at us, and we're here for the long haul. Well, well done. Let me just say, well done, good and faithful servant. That's a scripture, too, and uh, and you did exactly what your mission calls you to do in in crunch time, honestly, and so, you know, I say thank you, and I know our, our listeners say thank you because these are the times when it's time to rise up above the rest and make a difference. You're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. We'll be back in just a moment. Hello, friends. This is Luke Hammett, and I have some exciting news for you. Now, in addition to listening to us on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, you can also stream us live on radio.com. Here's how it works. Just go to radio.com, choose News Talk Radio, then scroll down to WDTK The Patriot. It's that simple. Or you can just pick us up on the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun, sounds great, and you'll love it. Check us out today at Radio.com. You know, it's true. Difficult times have a way of focusing us. We have to think about what matters most when it comes to our spending, our health care. No doubt. This is why so many people are joining MediShare right now. MediShare is a trusted way to save up to 50% on your monthly health care costs More than 400,000 people have already made the switch. 
It's pretty obvious why, too, especially now during this challenging season with health care costs and out-of-pocket expenses going up, MediShare can save you a lot of money. The typical family saves $500 a month. And MediShare is a Christian healthcare sharing ministry that's worked beautifully for 27 years. There are different options to choose from to fit your budget. I'll give you the number here in a second. And if you call, you can get a price within two minutes. Maybe now is the perfect time to make the switch and start saving. Here you go. Call 844-57-BIBLE. That's 844-57-BIBLE. 844-57-BIBLE. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. Balance of nature. It's the greatest thing in the world. I can't imagine where I'd be without it. You know, I, I feel 20 years old again, and I want to continue to stay in shape. I understand the oversaturation in the market and the resulting cynicism that people have. But Balance of Nature works for anybody and everybody. And as much as it's a today product, it's a product for the future for me. I am the most satisfied customer in the world. I don't know what I would do without it. Don't wait to see what getting over 10 servings of whole fruits and vegetables every day can do for you. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Start your journey to better health today by calling 1-800-2468-751 or by going to balanceofnature.com. Again, that's balanceofnature.com. And make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code DETROIT. This radio station accepts political advertising. In fact, we are required to do so by federal law. We understand that not all of our listeners will agree with statements or positions taken by all of these candidates, and sometimes neither do we. This radio station is an important part of this community, and therefore the candidates want to bring their message to you via our airwaves. We do so as a public service, and we are required to do so. Regardless of your position on these issues, please make sure you register to vote so your voice is heard. This is Wendy Jones, and you're listening to The Patriot, FM 101.5, AM 1400. Welcome back to our program, Next Steps for Seniors. And as you all know, seniors are near and dear to my heart. And on the line with me today is is Kirk Mays, the CEO of Forgotten Harvest. And in case you've missed the last three segments, our goal today is really just to, number one, thank him for what Forgotten Harvest has done and his team, who truly rallied and rose up above all else to feed our community um, but but stepped out and made changes, you know, within weeks, within days, really. And uh, a lot of our community partners have done that. We've all kind of had to step in. Uh, one of the things that our organization, Next Steps for Seniors Foundation, did was we went right to the hospitals because what we felt a burden for were the nurses and the doctors and all of those who couldn't get supplies, couldn't get food, who were separated from their families, you know, staying in a hotel, these types of things. So we were bringing you know, toilet paper and, you know, supplies as crazy as toilet paper that we were all out of. But anyway, any any products that they needed, disposable food products, uh, sanitizing products, we would we would make counters out at the at the uh, at the parking structure where the nurses and the physicians left the hospitals and just filled the tables for people because how do they even get to a grocery store, right? I mean, they're in the middle of, of mayhem. So, you know, I think a lot of different people throughout the community just rose up and made a difference. And, you know, we appreciate what you did, Kirk, and, and we know that there's so many little stories that all come together for this um, greater pr- purpose, really, greater purpose of feeding people. 
Um, but it doesn't happen overnight. Um, it happens with the support of the community. It happens with the support of funds. And it helped us. We had churches coming alongside us. We had, you know, community people saw us on Channel 7, Channel 4, and, and sent in money. And we were able to make these deliveries. We you know, of all these disposable products to seniors. So when we delivered, Kirk, when we delivered all the food, we actually tagged on cases of toilet paper, tissue, and uh, sanitizer to all the same uh, low-income housing uh, communities. So we just added on to what you were already doing because we knew they needed food, but they also needed, you know, some product to get through. So these, these are the kinds of moments, though, that I really feel that makes America what we are. You know, we all need to do this together, and we are the people. We're the people that make the difference, and your organization truly made the difference. Um, I know that you have kind of four key priorities, and I think we kind of tapped on them, but if you can just kind of talk through that with our listeners. Um, it's access, is it supply, knowledge, and heightened awareness? Yeah. Okay. You know, and 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 thank you for asking that question, Wendy. I, it, it it really all all stems from um, a, a, a passion and a, a deep desire for the team at Forgotten Harvest to reduce food insecurity in Metro Detroit. You know, again, we realize that hunger is a part of the human experience. We also recognize that hunger, in and of itself, is something that you know, at the most basic you know, understanding, we kind of need it. It is, it is what drives us to get up and go, right? So we want to change our paradigm. We want to change our linguistics around our work, and we want to change how we're being held accountable. Um, we, we think that, you know, walking around proclaiming that we're going to end hunger in the human experience is unreasonable. Uh, we don't even know if it's actually something that we should be striving for. Um, so what we have a challenge with is this idea that in one of the richest countries in the world um, where uh, we live together and we have to live together as one for us to be strong, mm -hmm. for us to be uh, the best that we can be, that there's people who actually don't have food and have to worry about it um, because, because they don't know where to get the help. So food insecurity being a, a situation where somebody has anxiety, almost like a PTSD, of not knowing where your next meal or future meal is coming from, those four pillars that you speak to are all described in that definition, right? Right. So not knowing, that's that communication piece. You know, where, that's the access piece. Um, the food itself, you know, you know it, once you know and then once you go and you go through the door, What's there? Is the supply that's there adequate enough for a family to assemble, no matter where they come from or what their cultural background, to assemble enough staples so they can take home meals for multiple days? And the way that we look at addressing food insecurity is by looking at that definition, and then we broke it down into those four pieces, access, supply, uh, communication, um, uh, uh, so that we can yeah. make sure that the different components of people's stress are addressed. Mm -hmm. So that's why we're looking at our distribution map, right? As opposed as it as it relates to where people are most at risk for food insecurity in Wayne, Oklahoma, Macomb County. Are we spaced out in enough locations so that people can be in a reasonable walking distance? And we're also incorporating where gleaners are serving people as well. 
when we think about our communication, we can look at our distribution map right now based on the data we're collecting. And because we're asking people who are coming to our sites to also give us, provide to us the data about where they're coming from as far as their home location, we're going to be able to extend our awareness of what the need is, not by just being aware of how many people are being served at each distribution site, but by also understanding where people are coming from in order to get to the distribution sites. And then we're going to put that information in a visual analytical tool, something like a map, well, a map, so that each person's location will be represented as a spot on that map. So we'll be have a better appreciation for how people, how far people are actually going mm -hmm. in each instance to get to their preferred location. And then from there, we'll be able to use that information to communicate better to people about other locations that they could go to that are closer to them, get a better understanding of why people might be going to their dedicated location. But also, it's a driving uh, reason, a thrust for why we're looking at bringing all the food that we touch on a daily basis back to a central location. We want everything that we've touched from all the grocery stores in Wayne, Oakland, Macomb County, all the food manufacturers, all the stuff that comes through it through freight, all the stuff that comes from Canada, our, our farming partners, and we want it to all come to one location. We want all that stuff with our volunteers to be mixed, reshelved, and then when we send food to all of the places that we send food, without exception, it would be with an equitable mix of everything we touch on a daily basis. So that means that when you go through that door, we may not be able to guarantee you that we're going to be able to provide a certain amount of meat or cheese on a day because of how the food comes to us. But what we will be able to do is to do a better job of mixing everything we get so people will have more choices. So when we start to reduce the, the, the amount of space that people have and, and improve access, when we start to do better at communicating and using people's individual information and their individual situation to communicate them the information that that's going to help them the most, and then when we change our whole system so that when everybody goes to a location that's served by Forgotten Harvest, they're going to see a variety and bounty of everything that we touch every day, we believe that that in and of itself is going to reduce the anxiety that comes with people being worried about where their next meal, or, 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 or uh, their next meal is coming from um, in Metro Detroit. And and because of that, we believe that our change is effectively going to change the way that the system works. Yes, I totally. So we're really we're really excited about this, and we're really excited about the implications of uh, what our future looks like. Today, we need volunteers. We not only need people's help to help us get there. Uh, we're halfway through there to get to our plan. We have a piece of land that's already secured on 8 Mile, 15,000 8 Mile. is owned by Forgotten Harvest. If Wonderful. you go by, there's a sign there already. All right. And, uh, and then we we're we have $8.5 million towards a $17 million plan uh, to build this facility. Um, but right now, uh, we're not fundraising for that facility just yet. Uh, we're still focusing on serving our community uh, through this COVID crisis. And right now, we could use volunteers. I mean, if anybody is interested in knowing more about our future plans or helping us in any other way, um, let us know. And I'm definitely going to take any time necessary to talk through it. Okay, so we've got a minute and a half left in the program. If you can share the best way to let you know, do you want them to go on your website, phone number, share whatever tool they can use to reach out to you? You can, you can go to www.forgottenharvest.org. 
if you want to know more about how we're serving people through COVID, there's a banner at the top and a button that says COVID-19. If you want to know how to donate, there's a donate button on there, then you can donate. If you want to know more about places that we're serving through this, you can also find that through the COVID-19 link. And you can also find days that you can volunteer and uh, come help us out straight on that website as well. Just look for volunteer and hit the button. Yes, and that is a cry for help, listeners. So if you're listening to this program today, I just want to encourage you. You can see the great work that Forgotten Harvest has done. And if you can spare some time in your schedule, now is the time they need you. They need volunteers more than ever before. So please, I encourage you, go on the website. If you need, if you don't have Internet, call my office. We will get you connected with them. Again, our number, 248 651 5010. And Kirk, I just want to say thank you again. I appreciate you. I appreciate your intuitive thinking. I thank you for being um, there when we need you the most, really, truly, in your team. Thank you, Wendy. And thank what you do for seniors. Yep, absolutely. You're listening to The Patriot, folks. And again, next steps for seniors.com. If you want to reach out to us, we are listening to FM 101.5 and AM 1400. And it's a wrap. God bless you. You've been listening to this week's edition of Next Steps for Seniors with your host, Wendy Jones. You can reach Wendy with any questions you have at area 248-651-5010. That's 248-651-5010. Join us again next week as Wendy provides more information and resources for those important next steps for your elderly parent or loved one. In an emergency, neighbors reach out to neighbors to make a difference. Today, in many of the countries throughout the Caribbean and Latin America, where Food for the Poor serves, families' access to food has been cut off. Experts report that due to the pandemic, starvation may soon turn to famine. But there's hope. Join Food for the Poor Thursday, August 13th at 7 p.m. for the national celebration, We Are One, a virtual evening of unity, inspiration, and celebration, featuring Matt Marr, sharing his music and his heart for families in need. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.